I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Today is Tuesday, September 8, 2020. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, we got a lot of stuff on the docket today. A number one, the market got smoked again. In three days, they've basically taken back about three plus weeks of grinding higher type of activity. It's the old escalator up and the elevator down. What we're going to do here today is identify some areas on the downside where there should be garden variety of chart support. We're going to take into consideration more than one thing. What we like to do first is what jumps off the page at us on the daily chart. Well, we've got a couple of things. First, we have 337.50. Why is that important? Well, that was an important number last week, and guess what? It was an important number all day today. As long as the market was not able to get back above 337.50 on a sustainable basis, there was basically what? No dice. So let's talk about a couple of things from a common sense and logical standpoint. So last week, the market gets a nice healthy bounce from the most former or most recent breakout area. That was right around 337.50. Why is that important again? Because what was once support now becomes resistance once they're below it. That's the way the market works. Okay, so now we know why that number was important today. You'll see that when we go over inside the numbers. So now we see the market closed very poorly today. The market closed near the lows of the day. It's pointing right at the 50 period moving average. It's a stone's throw away. It's a bad or poor opening tomorrow morning. They'll hit the 50 period moving average. But what's below the 50? The 50 really isn't the most important thing to me. It's a trending moving average. That's fine. They can get a bounce off of it. That's fine. It also comes from an important roundish number, 330. So that's also fine. But what's more important below that? And we don't know that they will get there. What I'm doing is pointing out what's really, really important below the 50 period moving average. From an intraday perspective, Inside the numbers, members will have a beat on numbers Wednesday morning, Thursday morning, Friday morning, all that stuff. What we're doing here is getting a handle on the big picture. If you want the smaller picture, come over to Inside the Numbers. If you want to understand what's behind the curtain, what's behind all this analysis, what do all the tools in the tool belt look like? If you want to know that, you have to take the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader. Let's get back to the numbers. Let's focus on something really, really important. If the market in the short run, for example, over the next day or two, we'll just leave it at that for now, they were to come into that zone, three and a quarter, 320, 330. What really are we looking at? Well, let's go to refine the numbers and let's go and explain What's going on over here? So the market already had some kind of a bounce off the recent breakout area. So that's off the table. It's over. Now what's next? Well, we know we have the 50. We just talked about that. But here is another breakout area. Market rallied up to here, took some time to get through, busted through. So they're going to come back to check in at a former breakout area. Well, guess what? There's also a gap right here. So the gap is at 326.52, right above 325.85. We'll leave it at that for now. 
What about below 325.85? Well, you have another area. Here's a high at 323.41. What's the significance of that? Well, it has nothing to do with the fact that I said it. It has to do with the market ran up there, was rejected. Once they got back up there, they busted through. So that is another breakout area. So in between the two happens to be 325.85. But let's understand what makes that number so significant. Some of you will remember that number from before. If you weren't here before or you don't remember, check this out. Here's a weekly chart. Remember this big, huge breakdown candle had a high of 325.85. They ran up there, never quite got there, but they got close, rejected, did it again. Well, on this weekly chart, it's the same thing we just talked about. That's a breakout or breakdown area. This is a breakdown area, bar none. That's where the market collapsed in late February. Would it be normal garden variety behavior for the market to come back and check in at a former breakout area, 325.85? Yeah, it would. Now, guess what? Let's talk intra-week for a moment. That was off the weekly chart. So intra-week, the market can come back down below that number. But by the end of the week, the market really has to, and this is for the bull case, it has to close above that number or else there's trouble in paradise. So we know that over the next day or so, if they come into that three and a quarter area, give or take, there's going to be some buyers in there somewhere. But what happens if there's a debacle? What are the numbers below that? We don't know that the market won't be opening below 325.85 on Wednesday. We don't know that. So in the spirit of being prepared, what happens if that does take place? What's below there? Put this on a sticky note. 313.50, it's a give or take inside the numbers members will have refined numbers in the morning. What about a further debacle? What about an armed robbery? I would say we wouldn't expect this under normal garden variety conditions, but we've seen not normal garden variety conditions, so I might as well throw the number up there. I'm not saying they can hit it tomorrow, but they can hit it if there's a further debacle slash armed robbery going on in the market. 305 is a buy him with three hands type of number. It's not a buy him with three hands three weeks from now. It's a buy him with three hands this week. Let's check out some stuff from inside the numbers. So the market was getting creamed in the morning. About four o'clock in the morning, they killed the market. So you got a wake up red kind of day. So A, that smells opportunity. And B, we have to be careful. So both things are on the table. What I'm going to do is scroll around. And what I want you to do, if you're at all active in the market during the trading day, you have to pause the video, you have to read the commentary, and you have to go back to the charts. If today was a day when traders needed a tour guide, today was a good day to be inside the numbers. You had a tour guide, you had the numbers. We saw 337.50 on the board repeatedly. We had the support right out of the gate before the opening bell. Check this out. 925, 3347, that's an ES number. You know the routine, five-minute chart, ES futures chart, 3347, horizontal running across the screen. Here's the opening print, 3365.75. They come into the number, spike it a little bit. Guess what? Here's a bounce off that number, making a high of 3379.50. The market's fast, but there's something for everybody. There's several different types of traders out there. On two sides or each side of the spectrum, you have A, the trader that's aggressive, 
They want the early trade. They want to trade at Friday's low. They think that the buyers are going to come in. They're looking for a bounce at or near, around, below Friday's low. They're willing to take the risk. There's a second trader out there. They're not sure. They don't want to risk the capital. They want to wait for things to quiet down. Maybe they're not so comfortable trading when volatility expands rapidly. Today was a fast market. Cash is a position. You don't have to participate every day. If you're in the beginning or learning stages, sometimes being a spectator is more long-term valuable for you than trying to participate and taking a hit. Moving right along, let's see what else we have. Check this out. This will come into play later. 332.75. That's if the market was to really get hammered early on. But that didn't happen. They started to try and rally. We were focused on what the first area of resistance was going to be, 335. As you see, it started showing up here. Early sign if they can get above 335. What would they want to do? Run to 336.98. Here's a five-minute chart. 335, they get above. They run not only to 336.98, but all the way to 337.50, which we know was already on the board. That was essentially the pivot, the bogey, whatever it was, they had to get above 337.50 today, tried it a couple of times. If they couldn't do it, it was a no dice scenario. And what you'll see as we scroll up is it kept coming up over and over and over again. What I urge you to do is pause the video, read the notes. If you're looking to find information that's valuable during the trading day, you need numbers. Know thy numbers is the theme. If you don't know thy numbers, you have no idea where resistance is, you have no idea where support is, and you can't put together a trade. Here you go again. They're working on 337.50. They worked on it a couple of three times today. They couldn't do it. No dice not being able to get over 337.50. So here's a couple of images. From an hourly chart perspective, early in the day, that's what they were working on. They were working on a tail candle. You could be long against the day's low. This is the way the market works. Guess what? The 80-20 rule. 80% of the time, give or take a couple of points on either side, the market is going to rally from a tail candle like that on an hourly basis on a big gap down at the open. It happens way more often than not. We're watching out for it. We know where it's wrong. It's wrong below the low. But it also really isn't right until they get above 337.50. No dice. So not only do we know where the trade is wrong, we know where it really doesn't become right. If you're paying attention, you can use that information. They start pushing above 337.50 after giving it a couple of tries with that big tail candle. Guess what? They're going to run. The hourly chart wasn't looking so hot, so guess what? We have to go to another time frame. We need more information. Go to a two-hour chart, 120-minute time frame. Guess what? You all of a sudden have the same thing they had working on the hourly chart. The chart still looks okay, but yet again, they still have to get above what? You got it, 337.50. Until they do, no dice. And guess what? When they try to get over 337.50 but can't and they get rejected, what are they going to do? Come right back down to 336.50 to 336. In this case, they went lower, but that's at least the first stop on the reverse train. Moving right along. That was the same theme all afternoon. Can't get above it, no dice. Can't get above it, no dice. Know thy numbers. That's it. 
Remember that 332.75? Well, guess what? Back to the chart, 332.75 is on the board. You can see its head peeking out on the left corner there. But what was the low down here? The low happens to be 332.88, 332.89. So yeah, it was 88 in this candle. So here you can see I've got to sharpen my pencil. Not bad, but got to sharpen the pencil. Into the end of the day, anything goes. And by the way, now only above 335.50 gets a rescue operation underway. Here you go, same five minute chart. We move the line, 335.50. What's the high in this candle? 25 minutes before the closing bell, 335.51. Know thy numbers. Stocks on the move. There was a laundry list this morning about 10 stocks on the board on the move. However, Unlike Friday, we didn't have a whole bucket full hitting their numbers. Only one hit its number. It was AMAT. It gave a base hit, and that was it. It actually gave two base hits. We'll take a look at the chart in a moment, but remember, when the market is getting crushed at the open with the stocks on the move, I've got to assume that a lot of them are going to get crushed along with the drag on the market at the opening bell. So some of the numbers may seem distant, but remember, Friday, they all got there for the most part. Today, only one got there. That's okay. Every day, we take what the market is willing to provide in the way of opportunity. Today was a couple of SPY trades if you wanted them, ES trades if you wanted them, whatever you wanted to trade, and AMAT. We've always got something for everybody. Here's a snapshot of AMAT right at the opening bell. They did the deal real quick in the first couple of minutes. Here's a one-minute chart, and painting by the numbers, they gave the initial deal. They gave way more than a 1% hit right at the opening bell off the 57.05. High was 57.79. The market was getting killed. They came back down. That's an awareness. And then, as you see, there was a second number on the board. The stock came into it toward the end of the day. What happened? It was, in fact, support, as it was supposed to be, and they bounced off it again, providing two opportunities for traders that wanted them during the trading day. What about Camp IWM? What's going on over here? Well, what jumps off the page right out of the chute? A number one, they closed below the 50 period moving average. So that's not really anything. They bounced off it on Friday. They closed below it today. It's been sliced and diced a little bit. We've got to look lower. What's lower? Right below is the 200 period moving average and this space, this spot where the market basically had what they call chart vibration. This is the area that the market gapped up to, basically ran some time off the clock, and then broke up. So this really is a breakout area. There's others, but this is considered a breakout area. It's debatable where it is in terms of to the penny. doesn't matter. We have a 200-period moving average, a former breakout area. That's a spot. Call it 145, give or take. It's also a nice pivot low. The low is 144.67. You see how we come up with the 145, give or take. What happens if they get below that? Start closing below this tail low, below the low of 144.67 on an hourly basis during the trading day. And what's going on? You have to open the door to the gap 141.83. And that would be a spike through of the 100 period moving average. And there is your IWM. However, being the umpire, we have to look at both sides of the equation. After all, we're calling balls and strikes. The IWM closed the day on a percentage basis less than the SPY. As I make this video, 
it's down in the aftermarket, so it doesn't look that way, but I'm basing it on the daily close. It's of note, it's a puzzle piece, it's on the table. Obviously, if they open getting crushed in the morning, it won't matter. We know what the next area of likely support is from a what? From a garden variety behavior basis. Why is that? Because we know that markets like to come back and test former breakout and former breakdown areas. Here's something else that's important. Looking at the weekly chart of the IWM, remember these moving averages? They got above it. Remember the breakup candle? They were making the bullish, flaggish kind of thing. Well, that went by the wayside on Friday. And now they're into the convergence of the 100 period and the 200 period moving average. They tested it on Friday. They tested it again today on Tuesday. Guess what? The more tests, the more likely it is they're going to go below. What's the low of that weekly chart breakup candle? 147 and change. Remember a couple of things. What did we just say about the SPY chart as it related to the weekly chart as well? That intra-week, they can come below an important number, but where they close the week is the important thing. 200 period moving average daily chart, 145.72. That weekly chart, important spot, 147 and change. You see what's going on here. Coming into the former breakout area, getting below the weekly important number, but closing back above it would be a bullish sign because it would be after the fact, we're projecting, but I'm just saying after the fact, it would have been a test of a breakout area, a test of an important spot, close back above an important thing, important number. Guess what? That on its face would be bullish. At minimum of short-term bullish. Doesn't have to be bullish for months, just in the short run. A little bit of a short hop. Back to the SPY. I talked before about a likely schematic or two with the market going forward. So let's do that again. So if the market comes down farther, it's fine. It's garden variety. It's normal. After all, weren't we looking for a top? Weren't we looking for a turn? The question is, is it going to be the top or is there another push higher coming? Well, here's the two schematics that we need to worry about. And we'll know based on that weekly number in the SPY, which schematic becomes more likely as time goes on. You'll get the point in a second. So schematic number one is the market ran up, made that top right up here. Pulls back, does a normal garden variety retracement. Maybe it takes two weeks. Maybe it takes four. Before the election, after the election, whatever it is, the market then begins to make a push higher. Do they make new highs? Do they not make new highs? Doesn't matter now. They haven't made a bottom yet. But under normal garden variety market conditions, that's the way the market works. Think about it using this chart, okay? The market runs up, they pull back. They run up, they go sideways. We have other situations. They run up, they pull back. They go up, they pull back. So here, the market has a blow-off top, so they're pulling back more than a bread box. Can they pull back to a former breakout area here and then bounce again? Absolutely. The market does that over and over and over again. We've seen it over and over and over again. While it's happening, while the market's coming down, nobody ever thinks that it could go back up again. Just like nobody could think the market was coming down again while it was going up. It was going up every day. It was melting up. We called it redonkulous, we called it silly, we called it stupid, we called it all kinds of stuff. It was unsustainable. We just didn't know exactly where the top was going to be, but we did know one thing, that it was going to happen. And I get it, 
most traders or too many traders didn't believe me. I get nasty emails. I get all kinds of stuff. I have the email indicator. I know what was going on with traders thinking the market was going up forever, trying to chase the melt-up. Chasing never works. Maybe works for a minute, maybe an hour, maybe a day. It rarely ever works. We did the IWM deal. Now it's time to pay a visit to our friends down at the transportation department. Pretty simple. When you see this daily chart, you say, well, the former breakout areas here, they kind of came close on Friday and they're hovering around the 20 period moving average. So the more days that goes on while they're creeping lower, we don't necessarily continue to love that spot. One more day, okay. Another day of creeping lower, and we're not going to love that spot so much. But there's something else that we need to point out, because we like to point out things that most people don't see, and stuff that jumps off the page at me. Well, guess what? 20 period moving average, official close of today was, or official spot of today, was 11,078 spot 29. Guess where the close was today of the transports? 11,80.87. There are no accidents or coincidences. They chose to close above it for whatever reason they wanted to. Whether they kill the market going forward or not, Wednesday and beyond is a whole different ballgame. I just want to point that out. The transports stayed above Friday's tail low. Remember, not only is it my second favorite market leading indicator, but it's a number one canary in the coal mine. Of note, Puzzle piece on the table. What about the folks down in Silicon Valley? Holy smokes. Three days into the 50 period moving average. They go from 303.50 in three days to 269 and change. Three plus weeks of grinding higher wiped out in three days. But here's the thing. We knew this was going to happen. We talked about this happening. It was a matter of, remember this, from what price and when. There was no way it was going to keep going forever. They were too far away from home base. It was silly. It was stupid. It was dumb. We talked about all that stuff. You wait for a sign and signal of a trend change. Intraday, we got one last week. Inside the numbers, members read about it when it happened. The rest is history. We didn't talk about a QQQ intraday reversal. We're just talking about the market in general. It's all the same market, remember. When the market turns, you weren't going to have the cues keep going north and everything else going south. That's not the way the market works. When everybody runs for the exits at the same time, it's just like shoving 10 pounds of crap into a two and a half pound satchel. It oozes out the top. If they kill the cues again, what's the real juicy spot? May not get there in one day, but what's the real first juicy spot? 255. What about the financials? What's going on with the XLF? Well, rejected from the 200 period moving average, now back below, right in two days, the 20 period moving average. Heading toward the 50, what's the spot? Well, there's a couple of things going on. There's some support from a daily chart perspective around $24. You have a 50 period moving average slightly above, and there's support around 24. What happens if they crush it? What's below 24? What's the buy them with two and a half hands? 23 and change. Call it 23 for argument's sake. Smash Mouth, pretty good proxy for the tech space. Guess what? Below the 50 period moving average on close today. Bounced off it pretty nicely on Friday. Got killed today. Closed below it. That's a little bit ominous. Not good for the SMH. Not good for the tech space. Just like that, the uptrend is broken. Daily chart, downtrend. Don't let it fool you. 
weekly chart uptrend. Nothing wrong with the weekly chart. What's it doing? It's coming back to a home base or at least in the vicinity of home base. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. So we just talked about a similar situation. You have a market that ran up here and was severely rejected. That's the market's way of telling you that spot's important. They come back up to it, takes a little while, but they bust it through. Now, they're coming back down to do what? Test the former breakout area. Yeah. Just so happens that that same area, that same spot, give or take, coincides with the 20-period moving average on the weekly chart. You see how this all starts to come together? You see how this works? Intro week, they could spike it below. If they close back above it at the end of the week, all it was was them running a test. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. It's everything I wanted to and intended to discuss. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app, and please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis.